The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Enlighten the eyes of my understanding. Help me, O oh God, not only to know your purpose for my life, but to live it out and to experience the benefits of living a purpose-driven life. In Jesus' name I pray. Somebody shout a loud amen. amen. Help me welcome your neighbor to your left and to your right and you can be seated. God bless you. Right, we are going into the second teaching on purpose, understanding purpose too. We started last week and we laid some solid foundation. Um, every human being as a God-ordained purpose. Please note that's what we are talking about here. We are not just talking purpose generally. We are not talking about your job. Your, your job, may, you may be excited about your job. You get up and your job is making a difference. Your job may not be your God-ordained purpose. And you know, just think about someone, particularly all of us have been there before when we got our first job. It was so, I mean, no one had to wake you up in the morning, particularly if it was a good job. You had a reason to get up and go to work. And that's good. What we are saying is that the same way God has a divine purpose for you. Like Apostle Paul called, used the phrase high calling of God. And he said in Philippians chapter 3, I forget everything else and I press to lay hold on that high calling. You need to have that understanding. I can't emphasize that enough. You need to have that understanding. God created you. It wasn't your parents that created you. You just didn't show up because you had to be born. No. Nothing exists like that. Everything exists because somebody created it. And the Bible revealed God to us in Genesis 1 as the number one of the original creator. And he's the only one till tomorrow that is still creating human life. So every human life counts. Let me hear somebody say, my life counts. Say with me, there's a purpose for my life. There's a reason for my existence. And what we are teaching and training in this class is for you to discover that thing. Now when we say thing, we are not saying that it's only limited to one tiny narrow thing. It can have different applications. But think about the fact that if I mention the name Moses, oh, he was meant to be a deliverer. Moses did much more than just delivering the people. He did so many things. All those other things that we can attribute to his life was because of the main purpose of him delivering people. If I mention Daniel, if I mention Joseph, he let's even come into contemporary times. If I mention popular athletes or politicians, you, you have something that comes to your mind that defines their life. Of course, not all of them are... Uh, doing divine purpose. By the way, I mentioned Usain Bolt last week. He scored two goals so, on his first game. So you never know. <laughs> Maybe he may, he may beat the odds and end up in Premier League. I would also like to point out that was in Australia. That was in, just a caveat there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So you, you, you think when you mention names, there's something that identifies with them. That is how it should be for every human life. But what we are now saying is this one's something from God. And the moment you begin to grasp what we are saying, you now start, your first goal should be to discover that thing. And we thought on how you can discover that. 
We also thought on what it will cost you to discover it and to fulfill it. It's not going to come cheap. Thank God for the grace of Jesus Christ that has paid the price for us and has done the heavy lifting. So we can now walk in that grace. We're going to talk about purpose and grace this morning. And then we ended up by showing you benefits or the prize, P-R-I-Z-E now. What you stand to gain when you live by purpose. Glory be to God. Living a life other than for the purpose of God is an abuse of your life. That's a very heavy statement, but it will help you tremendously if you will receive it into your life. Living life just so that I can pay the bills, hustle, run, that's, you're abusing life. You're abusing life. And you need to wake up to the fact that beyond having to pay the bills and hustling and all those things, there's a higher calling for my life. Somebody say higher calling. And I'm telling you, child of God, if you will reach for that higher calling and live for that higher calling, you will enjoy your life better. On this side of eternity, you will find fulfillment. You will be happier with yourself. And more importantly, when you leave this world, you will enter into a reward that God has ordained for you. And you don't want to miss out on that. Say with me, I will not miss out on that. All right, today we want to go further. And I think this second part even has to do much more with those of us that have gone through this training before. I keep saying this. One of the reasons why we repeat this training is so that even for those of us that are directors of operations, that have learned these things before, we can leave them out better. And that's what we want to talk about today. To instruct on the importance of knowing your God-given purpose and to present the different elements that lead to a fulfilled destiny. In other words, today we want to talk about the dynamics of a purpose-driven life. Um, that's not in your manual, but please, dynamics. How, how can this thing come to manifestation? What makes purpose work? So we're going to talk about ideas, concepts, and insights that aid in the fulfillment of purpose. And really, we want to look at three things, and maybe I will add a fourth one. So you keep learning as you go on. And three major concepts we want to discuss this morning that will aid you, help you um, in fulfilling your purpose or making purpose come to life is the concept of potential, the concept of vision, or more specifically, vision and revelations, and finally, or thirdly, the concept of grace. And let me just throw the fourth one in right now. It's not in your manual. I just thought I should add it. The concept of seed. Glory be to God. Let's start. Purpose and potential. Genesis 1.12. Powerful scripture to read. Please look at it. There's something powerful there. And there are several other scriptures that I won't have the time to read. You can study that um, by yourself at home in the light of potential. But look at Genesis 1 chapter 12. I mean Genesis chapter 1 verse 12. Praise God. Sometimes when I'm listening to the message after I, I hear some things that I say, like what I just said now. Genesis 1, chapter 12. <laughs> and you guys don't correct me. You just, anyway, idea is need. As long as you get the point of what I'm saying. Sometimes we are speaking from our spirit. It bypasses our mind at times. Verse 12, Genesis 1. The earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed, according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit, and whose seed is in itself. This is how God creates. 
very powerful principle here. Fruits that yields whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Hallelujah. Remember, this is the story of creation. So, if you read the previous verses, God just spoke the earth. But after a while, by verse 12, God now spoke to the earth to bring forth. There were things in the earth that were hidden up until God spoke to it in verses 11 and 12. In other words, the earth had potential that was not revealed. Not only that, he said that he also spoke to the herb. And watch this, the herb brought forth seed. And the seed, glory be to God, yields the fruit. So there is a fruit inside the seed. I mean, all of us are students of agriculture. We know a bit about agriculture. Inside that seed is a tree. Inside the tree are fruits that have more seeds. And that, in fact, from one seed, you can end up getting a plantation. So a seed or the earth, they, they, they carry abilities that are not visible to the human eye. But there's power inside of it. That's the concept of potential. And anything and everything that has a purpose, anything that was created particularly by God, has hidden within itself potential. Glory be to God. And that's the concept we want to share with you. Potential is dormant ability, reserved power, untapped strength, unused success, hidden talents, capped capability. Potential is therefore, watch this, what you have, well, potential is not what you have done. Thank God for what you have done. But what you are able to do. This is what Apostle Paul was talking about in Philippians, the third chapter, I, I, I forget the past. And I reach for what is ahead of me. Thank God for what I've done. Thank God for the last first nine months of 2018. But bless God, there's another three months. Hallelujah. And it's filled with potential or possibilities. Glory be to God. Someone said the other day that the wealthiest spots on the planet is not the oil fields in the Middle East or diamond mines. He said the wealthiest spots are graveyards. Graveyards. And his point was that Inside any graveyard is potential that was never realized. Many people die without tapping into their real potential. They are like the earth that never brought forth what it can bring forth. They are like a seed that never produced a tree or never produced fruit that it can produce. Say with me, that will not be my story in Jesus' name. Everything in life particularly things created by God, has potential. Has potential. All men are sent to this world with limitless credit. Glory be to God. But few, and this is why we are teaching this and sharing this concept with you, so that you can start applying it to the way you are living your life. Few draw to the full extent of that potential they carry inside them. Declare with me again this morning, I am not drunk. I can't hear somebody speak over your life. Say, I'm not junk. I am loaded. Hallelujah. So you must work out your potential. Glory be to God. And what I want to tell you about the concept of potential is you must think in terms of potential. Don't park where you are. You hear me say that to you a lot in this church. Thank God for how far you have come. But never park where you are. Never stop. 
Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. Please put that scripture for us on the screen. Very popular verse of scripture. It's not in your manual, but you need to have it here. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. We pray the Ephesians 3 this morning that God will strengthen us by his spirit according to the riches of his glory in our inner man. Please put up Philippians 4.13 for us. The projection. You can do all things. All things. God has put amazing potential inside you as a believer. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? The wealth of your potential is so rich. Look at it. All things. Now, this doesn't mean you should go and do all things because you will just spread yourself out too thin. Please leave the scripture up on the screen for us. But just want you to see how much or how loaded you are. Hallelujah. The wealth of your potential is so rich, it requires eternal life to bring it out. Remember that Christ is in you. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Your ability needs responsibility to expose its possibilities. Please, that's not just to have nursery rhymes. But watch what we are saying here. There is so much hidden talent in you. There's so much hidden ability in you. There's so much hidden capability in you. Hallelujah. There's so much inside of you. Now that you are in Christ particularly, you need to take responsibility for it. Think. And that's what I want you to take with the concept of potential. Think potential. What can I do that I've not done? How many more churches can I plant and pastor that I've not pastored if you are called to be a pastor? How many more businesses can I start that will make tremendous impact in the lives of people if you are called to do business? How many songs can I write or can I sing that I've not sung if you are called to be a songwriter? How much more can I give? Thank God for the one billion dollars I've given. Are there more billions I can give if you are called to finance the gospel? Think potential. And that's how you're going to fulfill purpose. You see, Apostle Paul was talking, look at all the things Apostle Paul accomplished. And he gave us the secret. Please look up that verse, Philippians 3. I've been quoting it over and over again. Um, not that I've already attained. I think it's from verse 10, Philippians 3. Yeah? No, not this one. Chapter 3, not chapter 4. And that, that's the attitude. He was always thinking potential. What else can I do that I've not done? He ended up writing two thoughts of the Bible. Think potential. Glory be to God. Stop thinking my circumstances and situation. Hmm? Stop thinking my present predicament. That's how most people live life. Hey, we have bad government in Nigeria. Think potential. Hey, I don't have a job. Think potential. So that's the first concept we want you to embrace and start living life by. There is much more inside of me than meets the eye. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Number two concept that aids in the fulfillment of purpose is vision. Or more appropriately, visions and revelations. And you will see what we mean in a minute. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2. Please, if you have questions, note them, write them down, submit them to the ushers. Ushers help us go around. You can text it in, scroll the church office line on the screen. So let's make this a very engaging discussion we're going to have this morning. And the people that will handle the panel should please get ready. May this teaching on purpose, and practically a lot of what we teach in church, may it not be theoretical in your life. 
Ah, if you understand what I'm praying, you say a better amen. amen. May it not be theoretical in your life. I'm telling you that you should be living in God's purpose now, not whatever else you are living for. So please ask questions, particularly if you are faced with challenges. Assess your first nine months of 2018. And thank God you have three more months this year, and should Jesus start in next year, where you can live out your God-given purpose. Habakkuk 2 and 2, the Lord answered me. Verse 1, he said, I will stand upon my watch. I will seek God's face in prayer. The Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Make it plain upon tables. We are now talking about vision. Vision and revelations. Make it plain upon table that it may run that reads it. Hallelujah. Purpose and vision are closely related. You, you fulfill purpose. Again, what are we sharing this morning? Um, concepts. Principles that make purpose come to pass. How, how are you going to fulfill purpose? By God giving you visions and revelations. Now, to be clear here, let, let me read this statement here. You, you fulfill purpose... Glory be to God. Purpose and vision are two closely related terms. In fact, they are often used interchangeably. Vision is actually a direct product of purpose, so you cannot have vision without discovering your purpose. This, this is how purpose, or this is how someone can begin to walk in their purpose. God begins to reveal things to them. Um, vision here, that, 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 that word is a very broad word. We are not talking about God showing you an angel, um, and that's part of vision. We're not talking about God. Um, specifically, the, the aspect of vision we are talking about here is when God reveals things to you concerning your life. Like God started revealing to Joseph from a young age. God started giving him dreams and interpretation of those dreams. Hallelujah. And at the end of the day, Joseph fulfilled the, the, the main purpose that God gave Joseph those dreams or so that when the famine hit, he will preserve humanity through that famine. That was the, his assignment. If you want to single it down to one, one simple thing. But it was through those visions and the revelations that God groomed him over time to live by and to, and to do, that's how he was able to fulfill his purpose. Praise God. When Joseph started getting those dreams and when he would tell his parents and his brothers the story, please watch this very carefully, he will make it sound as if all of you are supposed to be bowing down to me. In fact, that's how we always concluded it, because that's what he saw. But the purpose wasn't for them to be bowing down to him. Now, eventually, they did bow down to him. Hallelujah. But that wasn't the purpose. The purpose was that he will save the world through that famine. His purpose was to be an administrator, to run the government, to run the nation. That's why he was made. Hallelujah. That, Joseph was not a preacher. Joseph was not a healing evangelist. Joseph was not a songwriter. He was someone that just managed things. Hallelujah. But watch how he came to the fulfillment of his purpose eventually. It was through the visions and the revelations that God gave him. Praise the Lord. Are you with us this morning? Webster's Dictionary defines vision as ability to perceive something. Not actually visible as through mental acuteness and keen foresight. So the aspect of vision we are talking about here is simply seeing the end from the beginning. Hallelujah. Speaks of an unusual insight and discernment. So Joseph saw a time 
He was at that time the youngest boy in the family, but he saw into the future where people would be bowing down to him. People would be bowing down to him. And he just had an idea of, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. He never knew he was going to be the prime minister of Egypt. He never knew about the famine. The first time the Bible records to us, Joseph found out about the famine was when Pharaoh told him about his dream. But he saw something. Glory be to God. Vision always originates from a known purpose. So what we call purpose, the divine purpose of God, is many times communicated to us through visions and revelations. Are you with me this morning? Now let me ask you a question. What if you are living life like someone that doesn't have vision and revelations? How are you ever going to fulfill your purpose? Most likely you won't be able to. So you need to start living like Habakkuk, receiving visions and revelations from God. Somebody say with me this morning, I think potential. I can't hear you say that, but I think potential. And say with me, I receive visions and revelations from time to time. And what to do was what Habakkuk told us, pray. Apostle Paul's prayers, we are saying this month, everybody pray Pauline prayers, pray Pauline prayers, Ephesians 1, Ephesians 3, Colossians 1, Philippians 1. If you really look at Apostle Paul's prayers, the core of it was for God to give us visions and revelations. Because that's how the purpose of God for your life will be communicated. And really and truly, that's how you are going to fulfill the purpose of God for your life. If you are someone without visions and revelations, if God can communicate things to you beyond what is seen, if God can show you tomorrow from yesterday, you may never fulfill your God-given purpose. Because purpose is communicated, is revealed through visions and revelations. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Romans 8.28, we read this text last week, let's read it again. We know that all things work together for good for them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. And if you remember when we read, he said, those that he foreknew, he predestined. Hallelujah. In his foreknowledge, God begins to reveal things to us. Hallelujah. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? This is how visions comes into play. It is vision that enables you to have a clearer insight into what God has created for your life. Look at our church, our ministry, for example, King's Word. One day in the place of prayer, Dr. K had those words, raise me a supernatural army. Now, this, this is why I said visions and revelations. Please catch this very carefully. It's in God revealing things to us, speaking things to us, showing us things that we can come into the purpose of God for our lives. So Reverend K always tells us this story. He read pharmacy, but now he's not doing pharmacy simply because he got that vision so many years ago in campus. Glory be to God. Now watch this. Since that time, we, always, we refer to August 1990, God has given him several other revelations. If you sit down today and have a conversation with Dr. K, the thing that is burning in his heart the most concerning this vision that God has given him is planting and multiplying the new. The, these young pastors and leaders that can, the new we have here. That, that's, if, if you talk to Dr. K for 10 minutes about the vision God gave him in 1990, it's what God spoke to him again. It was just, was it last year? Yeah. Around this time or earlier last year, I got to let all the young people in church, people in their 20s, let's start a new series of churches. That's the latest revelation God gives him. 
And this is how you fulfill purpose. There will usually be an initial revelation or vision from God. And there will be subsequent revelations. And it comes in the place of prayer. Praying like Habakkuk prayed. Praying like Apostle Paul prayed for the churches. So be a visionary person. Hallelujah. A person that lives by vision. Proverbs 29, 18. Where there is no vision, people perish. They cast out restraints. They don't live any longer by God's purpose for their lives. That will not be your story forever. You should say a louder amen if you hear what I'm saying. He that keeps the law, happy is he. Vision is the difference between a fulfilled destiny and a frustrated life. Until you begin to see your God-given purpose clearly, you will be miserable. That sounds very heavy, but please interpret that in the context of what we are saying. God created me for a reason. It's when I fulfill that, that I will have peace and satisfaction. You don't have to end up like all these popular people that commit suicide. I, I still read something yesterday. A mother that said she lost all her three children to suicide in Ireland. That's, there's, that area, there's a high, um, high suicide rate in all of UK. That's the highest place. I'm sure there are some demons that are sitting in that community. But you, you read all these people. This is not Somalia that says someone is committing suicide. Praise God. So supposed to be a developed country. Why, why do those kind of things happen? Because there's an emptiness. An emptiness money cannot feel. An emptiness fame and what cannot feel. What can feel it? Finding out your purpose. Living out your purpose. Glory be to God. And when you learn to live a life by vision. How do I get vision? Pray. Pray. Pray what Habakkuk prayed. Prayed like Paul prayed. Hallelujah. God has a purpose for every life on earth. But just a few people are diligent enough to discern and develop an insight into that purpose. That's why we are teaching these things. Hallelujah. Men of vision are the ones that rule their world. Hallelujah. Because they are the ones that know their worth. Vision will enable a man to set goals. So when God begins to reveal these things to you, you now have something you can use to set goals for your life. And that you are working towards. So you are able to set goals and develop a plan of action. Vision will keep you focused in life. Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. Please, let's pray that briefly and read that together. Put it up on the screen for us. Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. I want us to read it in concert and pray it again. This massive Pauline prayer. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, let's go. One, two, go, everybody. Uh-huh. The Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom. Don't go too fast. Please, let's start again. Some of you are going too fast. You're not understanding what you're saying. One, two, go. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Next verse. That the eyes of understanding, being enlightened, we may know the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in your life and in my life. Hallelujah. That God will open our eyes. Eyes of understanding talk about inner eyes. That God will give us vision and revelation, spirit of wisdom and revelation that we can know the hope that God called us or God saved us. 
The purpose of God for our lives. According to the riches of his glory. Divine purpose. You get these things in the place of prayer. That's how Habakkuk got it. That's how Paul got it and thought it. That's how Dr. K got it. Dr. K wasn't watching Premier League when he got that vision. <laughs> Usually the initial one. This may come to you now when you're watching Premier League. So my point to you is this. If you know you've not been receiving visions and revelations, spend some quality time in prayer and pray prayers like this. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Say with me, I think potential. I don't think lack. I don't think insufficiency. I don't think circumstances. I think potential. Achieve your purpose. Come to it and leave it out. Number three concept is the concept of grace, purpose and grace. Second Timothy 1.9. Talking about God who has saved us. Second Timothy 1.9. Called us with a holy calling. Can I hear somebody say, I'm called? By the way, that's another synonym for saying God has a purpose for my life. That's the hope of his calling Paul was talking about in Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. That's the higher calling that Paul was talking about in Philippians chapter 3. Called us according to, with, an, with an only calling, not according to our works, but according to, number one, his purpose and his grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus when... Before the world began. The provision of these things have been done in eternity past. First Corinthians chapter 2 talks about that. The wisdom of God hidden before the ages for us to walk in now. Praise God. So it's purpose and grace. And what we are saying here is this. Without the grace of God and really the, the dimension or the aspect of grace we're emphasizing here is the impartation. Or the enablement that comes to us because we are favored by God. We are not really talking about the favor of God that brings salvation per se here. We are saying that, look, if you are born again, and you see that in Apostle Paul's writing a lot, when you receive that divine favor, glory be to God, and you begin to walk in the consciousness of that favor, something happens to you. There's an enablement that comes from God. An empowerment that comes from God that will help you to fulfill your purpose. You can't do what Apostle Paul did if not for grace. He talked about that. 1 Corinthians 15.10. We're going to pray that and read that when we finish. Glory be to God. That impartation. By the time they throw you in prison the third time, the average person will have quit. By the time they kill you, okay, let's say you survive prison. They now kill you. Do you know how many times Paul said they killed him? And he will get up again and go and preach in another place. That's, how is he able to do that? He was enabled by grace. You know this is why many times people give up. After they hear teachings like this, when challenges in life come, financial pressure comes, marital difficulties come, I mean, catastrophic things happen to people. Have you heard about the story of our robots? He lost some of his children, or was he one of them, one to drugs and things like that. If not for the enablement of grace, people like that, they will have given up after the first disappointment. And many people do that today. We are not telling you there won't be challenges because God has a purpose and plan for your life. In fact, the truth is there will be challenges because you choose to live by purpose. However, if you learn to factor grace, so we want you to think potential, receive visions and revelation, factor grace. After all has been said and done, believe in that enablement that God gives you that will help you to keep on keeping on. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? You do this thing by the enablement of God. 
Knowing your purpose in life is not enough. You need to also know that there is a release of God's grace for the fulfillment of that purpose. God didn't tell you to go and do this thing in your strength. So don't get discouraged when you don't seem to have the, the money or you don't seem to have the wisdom or you don't seem to have the connections. Mm-mm. Learn to lean on grace. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Tap your neighbor and say factor grace. Factor grace. You understand what I mean by factor? Rely on grace. Depend on grace. He called you according to his purpose and grace. Say with that with me, purpose and grace. So there's the concept of purpose and potential. Know that there's more to you than you have seen. There's the concept of purpose and vision and revelation. Consistently receive vision and new ideas, new revelation. If you have not received new vision from God in a while, spend some time praying. And then there is the concept of grace. Hallelujah. Grace speaks of a free gift of God's power. And that's what we are emphasizing here. The free gift of enablement from God that makes things to happen in spite of your inadequacies and your weaknesses. Second Corinthians 12. Apostle Paul was talking about the challenges he had in ministry. The, the messenger of Satan that was sent to buffet him everywhere he went. And he prayed to God three times. God, take away this thorn in my flesh. And God said to him, my grace is sufficient for thee. Lift your hand, somebody in this place, and say, Father, I thank you. Your grace is sufficient for me to fulfill my purpose in this life. God went on, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory in my infirmities. So Paul said, when challenges come, when they throw me in prison, I will use it as a reason to rejoice. I won't allow it to be a reason for me to get discouraged and quit. I will glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ can rest upon me. Because it's by that power, that grace, that I'm able to fulfill this purpose and to run this race. God's grace is sufficient for you to fulfill your purpose in life. There will always be challenges and obstacles. Hello? Please, I want to say that to somebody that is facing challenges and obstacles now. And you're allowing that to be the reason why you are not running this race of purpose. There will always be, like I've taught you over and over again, learn to say welcome when financial problems come. And when health challenges come, there will always be. But thank God, hallelujah, there will also be grace. In fact, what Apostle Paul said is that the more the challenges, the more the grace. Praise God. Learn to say welcome and say, Father, I thank you for grace to overcome this challenge. That's how to run this race. You fulfill purpose by the enablement of God. Can I hear a loud amen? Amen. There will always be challenges and obstacles to deal with before you can fulfill your divine destiny. However, the grace of God will kick in at the point where your natural strength fails. 1 Corinthians 15.10. Look it up again. Let's pray it. Write it down. I don't think that's in your manual. 15.10. 1 Corinthians 15.10. Come on, everybody. I want us to read it in concert again. These are the things you carry when you commit to live by purpose. Glory be to God. You carry potential. What else can I do that I have not done? Which sermon can I preach that I have not preached? Which revelation can I get that I don't have potential? Vision and revelation. Grace. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Glory be to God. Say that with me this morning. By the grace of God, God, I am what I am. am. 
what's talking about? This great apostle that I've become, it happened by grace. You see, he was talking about his purpose here. His destiny, his divine calling. Hallelujah. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. Say with me, the grace of God is not in vain in my life. But I labored more abundantly than them all. Yet not I, but that grace, that enablement, that's what strengthened me. That's what empowered me. He factored grace. That's how you run this race. How to practically walk in grace. Never become confident because of your gifts and talents. Oh, I can preach. Oh, I can sing. Don't rely on talent. Somebody say rely on grace. Number two, always acknowledge God in the process of you doing whatever you are called to do. Give God the glory. None of me and all of him. Always depend on the power of God in every situation. More than you can, in every situation, more than you experience. Depend on that power. With every challenge that comes, there's always more grace. Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Hallelujah. There is divine grace attached to your purpose. So don't attempt to fulfill your purpose without grace. Learn to put grace to work. Tap your neighbor to your left and your right again and say, factor grace. Factor. So when you are in a tough situation, you've done everything you want to do, and say, thank God for his grace. Most gladly, Paul said, I, I rejoice in my infirmities that grace may rest of me. Now, it's important to note this, please. No matter how smart an unbeliever is, we see many people that are not Christians that are standing out in one aspect of life. And that's good. We mentioned in built. We don't know whether it's in built is a Christian. I don't know. Or anybody that is doing something phenomenal. We mentioned those people, but please, let's understand that no matter an unbeliever, no matter how smart they are, he cannot walk in the fullness of God's purpose for their life. Why? Because, number one, he doesn't know God. He's not born again. He can't know the higher calling. So many people, you see, God didn't limit purpose to just Christians. Hallelujah. That's why unbelievers can stand out in one area of, of life. It's, it's for all human beings. But what the advantage we have as Christians is we can know the higher calling of God for our lives. That there's a purpose, a divine purpose to what I'm doing. I'm not just here to make money. I'm not just here to have a great name. Hallelujah. I want to quickly rush through this. Your purpose is always connected to God's kingdom. Please remember it's his purpose. Divine purpose. Not just our ambition or what we want. And number three, this depth of empowerment we are talking about, it's only available to people that can exercise faith. It's faith that takes the grace that God makes available. And to have that kind of faith, you have to believe in Jesus. You have to believe in God. Glory be to God. Alright, there's a summary of what we've shared so far in 2.23. You can read that up yourself. Let me just throw one more key here and then we'll go into our discussion panel. Can they please bring um, the chairs up and let the people that will join us in the panel. Do we have any questions already? Alright, good. Let me just give you a fourth concept that you should apply in your life. Please. Number one is that you should think potential. Can you imagine? Watch this very close. All of us, most of us are on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and all these things. 20, 30 years ago, all these things were just potential. The internet is less than 50 years old. 
Am I right? I don't know how old internet is. Definitely it's not up to 100 years old. It was only potential, human potential. When did they start making cars? You know there was no car in the day of Adam. <laughs> The potential was just there. Look, the, everything we see manifest today, it was at one time potential. Something that can be, hallelujah, that is not yet. You need to learn to allow that to lead, guide you, particularly when you want to fulfill God's purpose. So that the discouragement that comes with the challenges we face in life will not drown you and depress you. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Then in the place of prayer, fasting, seeking God's face, let God reveal things to you. That he has planned for your life. Visions and revelations. And don't stop with the last one. Like I used to give an example. The most exciting thing, Reverend Keith, in my own conversations with him, is the new. The new. Sometimes he, when he's talking about it, it's as if the other parts of the ministry don't matter. No, I know why. Because that's the latest revelation God has given him. From time to time, God will put new revelations in your heart. That's how you're going to make progress. So you and I should be alarmed if six months, nine months go by, we've not had a fresh word from God. And we say we want to live purpose. Then number three, let's learn to walk in grace. Say with me, I'm a new creation. Under grace. Bonus revelation. The fourth concept you should have is the concept of seed. Seed. Hallelujah. Many times you fulfill purpose by sowing seeds. It's the seeds we sowed in the days of campus in this ministry that we have King's Word everywhere today. If Reverend K and the people that were with him in those campus days did not sow those seeds, if I wasn't called King's Word, then it was called Victory Christian Fellowship, who has despised the day of little beginnings. Learn to make your present situation or your present position, your present circumstances, an opportunity to sow seed. Glory be to God. Sow yourself as a seed. So your money as a seed for the future to fulfill your God-given purpose. John chapter 12. I want us to read this text again. I've shared it with us several in church. They came to meet Jesus and they said they want to see Jesus. John 12, 23 and 24. And Jesus knew it had to do with him fulfilling his destiny. John chapter 12, verse 23. Jesus said, Jesus answered them saying, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. It's now time for me to go and die on the cross, fulfill my destiny. And then he made this statement, most assuredly. Watch the concept he shared. This is the concept that made him go to the cross. This is what he was thinking. This was the idea on his mind. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. I must sow myself as a seed so that God can have many more sons born unto glory. That's how you fulfill destiny. Sometimes it's sowing your life. Look at what Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 2, verse 17. Sometimes you sacrifice your life, your time. Glory be to God. Your abilities. We are challenging everyone in church. Serve God. Anytime you're having to make a sacrifice to serve God, know that you are sowing a seed towards the fulfillment of your purpose. Serve God. Philippians 2.17. Yes, Apostle Paul speaking. And if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and I rejoice with you all. If my life is being poured out as a sacrifice to serve your faith, I'm making a sacrifice, so 
I'm sowing myself as a seed. I am glad. That's how you write to thoughts of the Bible. That's how you do it. When you know how to sow and sacrifice. You're not just going to wake up and you'll be that great apostle. You will have sowed seeds for decades. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Lift your hands to heaven, everyone. Bless God for what you've heard this morning. And ask him to expound this concept in your heart and in your mind. The concept of potential, the concept of vision and revelation. Can the panel um, people join us? Concept of grace, divine enablement. If God has called you in this place to be the president of the United States, don't let it sweat you. God will give you grace to fulfill it. Please let the panelists come up. Come on, someone say, I depend on grace. God has called you to build a hospital. Whatever vision God has given you, God has called you to plant a new church, to be a pastor, to be a businessman, whatever it is. Lift your hands and say, Lord, I receive grace. I receive grace. I factor grace. I factor grace. I can't hear somebody this morning. Pray and let God show you how you can keep sowing seed. Make your life a seed, your money, your time, your abilities. Keep sowing, keep sowing. Ultimately, it will bring you to that place of purpose. Are you praying or you are not praying? Are you sure? Come on, leave those hands and ask God again to help you with this concept we've shared with you this morning. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at King's Word Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00640.